We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Extra, extra, Ray Cushing arrested for aiding terrorists and conspiring to undermine our divine republic. Read all about it, or should I say, listen all about it on the Shows What You Know coverage of the latest episode of The Handmaid's Tale on our show, Gilead Gazette. My name is uh, intricate and intrepid reporter Jacob Burrows. And I'm just a desk jockey that goes by the name of Jim Scampoli here at the Gilead Gazette. Uh, under his eye, blessed be the fruit, uh, opened, uh, may open it wide. Uh, we are here to discuss The Handmaid's Tale. Yes, the latest episode, season two, episode seven after. So if you're listening in the future, we will not spoil anything beyond this point. But we will go into detail on this episode. I mean, I already yelled at the end of the episode, so hopefully you've got that, got that general gist of it. This episode was written by uh, Lynn Renee Maxke. I don't know how you pronounce your name, but uh, this person has also written uh, episode seven of season one. I think that's the one. Uh, yes, that's right. So two episodes, sevens in the can, and it is directed by Carly Skoglund, um, the Canadian director who also did episode four, Other Women, and uh, episode three, Baggage, and also the uh, the finale of last season. So she is a, a, a recurring person who uh, is doing a very good job, I should say. Yes, I agree. Now, one thing I wanted to ask before we get into the episode, because we were talking about the facility that they had created in the last episode and then had the, you know, suicide bombing. It's the Rachel and Leah Center. Now, what is Rachel and Leah again? Well, I Do don't we know? know what. Well, it is where they train the handmaids. I mean, they've made okay. that plain. I don't know where, where the like, name comes from. It wasn't like that. They, You know how they have Martha's and they have that. There wasn't like these are Rachel's, right? Not uh, like no. Like a friend's haircut or whatever. No. Uh, oh, here it goes. Named after the biblical Rachel and Leah, yeah. whose provided inspiration for the role of handmaids as breeders in the Republic of Gilead. Oh, duh. Of course. Yeah, that's yes. why where the handmaids are there. Uh, also known as the Red Center. Uh, of course, because of the primary inhabitants, our handmaids. Uh, okay. Yeah, I just remember the names because uh, it, it slipped my mind when we were discussing last week's episode. So I wasn't sure if it was in line with, say, like the Marthas and whatnot, if it was like a sp specific role. But yes, of course, they're the people that uh, inspired the breeders. And yeah, the whole thing of like, oh, go lay with her, lay yeah. with her, then we, you, sh but and she shall carry my child, like showing that they were indeed bananas even back in biblical times, uh, yeah. just as they are in the present. Um, so this episode is called After, and uh, it's all I, I did tweet it with a screenshot of all the handmaids in their new uh, stylish black and red ensembles. And it's almost a spoiler in itself because it tells you something big happened. It's called After, and there's a lot of handmaids dressed in black. Uh, and of course, the whole episode is revolving around the fallout of uh, last week. Did it play out as you expected, Jim? Well, I had a question on that as well. So did these handmaids die of like being punished 
or they actually died in the explosion. No, they died in the explosion. We like saw them flying on the top floor and hitting the glass and stuff. Oh, were they on the top floor? No, they're, they're, we saw the ones running who were on the bottom floor. Yes. But on the top floor, there were ones that just went fucking flying. Oh, I guess I missed that because I just assumed all the, the handmaids were outside. All right. So there were some in the building then. Yeah. Yeah. Enough to, I guess, develop a new ritual. Like, there's no way they had this ritual in the bag. They had to make up, like they do in Gilead, you had to make up a new ritual for every fucking thing because everything is like, oh, yes, this is in the Bible, kind of. And then they make up a new thing. And uh, here we have the ant standing in the center in the plateau and they have all the coffins, red coffins laid out in a sort of spiral and they touch their red handkerchiefs or their face coverings to actually, the casket. I was going to point that. that out as well because there's no way everyone would know a ritual this well because uh, not even like that it would be a new thing, but even in general, like handmaids are fairly new. Just basing it off of Offred's, the age of Offred's child, like it's not that far into even handmaids. So even I was like looking like, all right, everyone knows their role and what they're doing here in this uh, recital of the handmade funeral portion. Uh, well, but I mean, much like uh, if you look at any oppressed nation, you look at North Korea and you're like, what, they just know how to march here? I, I They probably had it uh, taught to them with very specific instructions right before this. I well, yeah, but that's what... a little different. That, what I mean is like there's not even a history there. It, it, it really feels like there's been a, a year. Like it's been a year of handmaids, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be a bit more than a year, right? But, but I mean, li- I, I did like the slow throwout they had in another episode where uh, Serena's like, pray a palooza, not their best, you know, invention <laughs> from the commanders when they invented this thing where they all go and pray. Uh, so they're clearly just making shit up as they go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess and, it's been uh, maybe a little bit longer because people have had babies, but still, and, and like, unless fucking Offred's child is like a teenager um it can't been too long that's fair i I mean i i i guess when was the terrorist attack that is the question like that's got to be the tipping point of when was the attack on the capitol and the white house and all that and uh i would assume someone made a timeline that i don't have access to but i my guess is four years well i guess the question though because when that happened there still wasn't handmaids like is Offred because yeah. Offred is basically Gen One of Handmaids, yeah. Like she's a Char Charmander. Yeah, right? yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's what you mean. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I my again, someone probably did a timeline of this, like in Westworld or whatever, and we probably should have it uh, at hand. But I feel like they've left it kind of vague on purpose as well. Well, um, I mean, but that's yeah, why I, I, my my only guiding, like my guiding light for this, like given, yeah, we could sit and try to do a timeline, but. Well, I'm just going off what the show's giving us, and my my guidance would be Offred's daughter because when she's running yep. away, her daughter's not much older than uh, when we saw her like in school, and then we saw her uh, well in regular school where Offred had to go and pick her up when she's sick, and then we also saw her again when Serena brought her to her, um, and I don't feel like she's that much older. Maybe I just read it wrong. Maybe maybe she is. I don't know. No, I think you're right. I I just don't remember exactly how old she looked at those points. Um, But that's why I guess that she was... mm, Well, I honestly, I I don't know, but you're right. It hasn't been a long time. Of course, this ritual has never happened before, but because never has so many handmaids died at the same time. Uh, So they they invent this little thing and go around and touch 
touch the caskets and it, it's almost like it would be like actually emotional except they actually hit you on the head with like and we shall always remember their names of daniel oh yeah of of blaine of this of that and it's a real you know punch in the face and i mean w- this is at the end of the episode but i want to mention it now it really, it's really works though i think it really works at the end yeah yeah, it's so good because it, when they're leaving this place, they realize they don't even know the real name of the person who exploded the bomb. Uh, they, we, we don't, we didn't, we didn't know. Why didn't we know that? And we're not going to be able to remember their names of all these dead people. And that is why you know it builds to the ending where they have one of their very small private rebellions that means i think more than just throwing or not throwing stones like they did last season they made a big deal about we didn't throw the stones but actually sharing this and trusting each other is a way bigger thing as far as positioning yourself uh i think well i mean if if, since we're already kind of talking about it it's like uh i mean we've talked a lot about this show and how it rides that line and maybe sometimes even doesn't really ride the line completely goes over the line of um, kind of misery porn or torture porn, whatever you want to put it, because it's obviously things get very bleak and it feels like, I mean, we had, we asked the question, why do we watch this show? Um, But it's like, I I don't know. Now that I'm in these other episodes, it's, I guess I got to give them credit. Like it's worked it's gotten to the point where I'm sitting in, I have movie theater seats. So if I could brag for a second, I'm sitting in my movie theater seats. They're very comfortable. And I'm I'm watching this scene of them telling each other their names and I'm crying. And I (laughs) like, literally I've like, it's like a legit, like it's not just like I'm welling up. I have tears coming down my fucking cheeks (laughs) and it's such a powerful moment. Like, and I thought we, we talked a bit last week about just the small moments and, I guess that's why you get to these points where these small victories and even like the potential of the small victories mean so much. Yes. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think anyone who watches this show and has watched it to this point understands you, Jim. Uh, yeah. Thank you for sharing yeah. uh, with the whole class. Um, so at, when they're in this van, they also peek outside the f- red curtains. Everything's red. So, you know, you gotta be, we're handmaids. Got to keep it on brand. Peeking outside the red curtains, and we're seeing lots of people hanging. Uh, not just your boring uh, average, uh, you know, uh, guardian who stepped out of line. We see people hanging from all walks of life and death. Uh, with bags over their heads, and they just dryly state, oh, yeah, it looks like the eyes have already done this block. Like, this is happening everywhere, because as we know, when there's a terrorist attack or a huge thing happens, it's like, let's start killing lots of uh, people. Yeah, yeah, they're making statements, and and, I mean, we talked a bit last week as well about the deliberate look and the visual style and, uh, like, the look of the show and how it's like, you know, really breathtaking in a lot of cases. And especially now we have the snow to, you know, kind of offset the red uh, of the handmaids. And of course, when they offset, were in the black... that's one of the new handmaids, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Offset. He joined. He wasn't <laughs> left off bad and bougie. Uh, yeah. And yeah. And then also, of course, the the bodies hanging outside are, are, are going to be horrific, a horrific uh, image either way. But now they're like frozen. Like you could see that the bodies are like frozen stiff because they've been out, uh, you know, hanging from the garage or the tree in the front yard and stuff like that. So, yep. you know, uh, powerful stuff. 
Yes, and to get a bit more of a view of what's going going on behind the scenes, we see good old Commander Waterford. He's still in his sick bed, much like Serena was after her shooting, except uh, he's not uh, conscious, I guess, or he's he's not really there, right? Yeah, yeah, he's kind of uh you know he's alive that's the important thing but yeah he's not all there he's like mumbling rambling kind of going in and out of consciousness getting visions of the people that are in there and just being a weirdo yeah and we find out of course that the guy who nick asked for help died which again uh is hard to grasp what he was gonna accomplish by getting moved out of there uh really uh honestly if i'm because they show it in the previously on previously on you got to get me out of that house yeah. and then he dies and it's like well i don't know what your plan was nick but i guess it didn't work yeah how are I, you gonna have your secret trysts that literally anyone could walk in on if you're not in the same house yeah which we, we, we kind of called it last week is that this the main thing that's going to happen from this is that nick's plans are not going to come to fruition whatever those plans may have been uh, but it does kind of set up, you know, they've been teasing this shaky alliance between June and Serena, and we start to see things coming along with that. And as you mentioned, yes, these friggin' uh, nail-biting, uh, suspenseful-to-me scenes where Nick and June are just in a hallway kissing and being close and holding each other and i'm like people are around you're right outside the commander's uh hospital room what are you doing people are being yes. hung outside of their houses right now and you guys have to sneak a smooch people are literally searching within your household which is a limited number of people for the person who helped uh june get out of there and uh you know, it might be a bit conspicuous if you go around making out with her. I'm just saying, you know, do, do they not have cameras in Gilead? Did they outlaw them? Were they sinful? Were they capturing people's souls? I don't know. I guess so, because no one sees and even knows about it. Yes, yeah. So, and I'm always, and like, I don't understand if the show realizes that, uh, how it, it just comes off as a tense scene to me when I think they yeah. they think it's going to be this like smoldering romantic scene. But I'm just expecting someone to come around the corner and be like, oh, Nick, one more. What? <laughs> I know one more thing. Oh, huh? Uh, bow, bow. <laughs> get the fucking, yeah. uh, get the noose. <laughs> yeah, I guess Nick is an eye, so he does out. I mean, we see him telling people what to do in this episode, and he has been granted a woman, so I guess he is, like, up the ladder, which means, as we see in this episode, if you're above someone, you can just say, oh, no, I totally saw them conspire, so, you yeah. know, just got to hang him real quick. Well, I, now I refresh my memory though. Was he wasn't he a secret eye, and he's a or or is he secret guardian? Which one is he's, the hierarchy? He's a regular eye. Yeah. Uh, no, sorry. He's a, he's a regular guardian. Guardian yes. is the you know grunts, but yeah. he's obviously c telling other guardians what to do. So he does. Uh, yeah, he does have some hierarchy. But he's also a driver. Like they say it several times <laughs> that he's a driver. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if he got a promotion or what, but uh, clearly a lot of people died. Well, I guess not that many. You know, they do say, like, 26 commanders and 32 handmaids or something along those lines. And it's like, what? Really? That was, room was fucking full of commanders. Yeah, yeah. But and it's hard to gauge what that means as far as how many commanders there were. But I think we're on point when we think that the commander is getting... Because commander is already high up, uh, you know, as we know. But he's going to be even higher up now because of the their ranks are thinned. Now, I don't quite buy that... Emily would then be, because then we get into the colonies, and Janine, I understand they would take her from the colonies. She hasn't been there that long. 
But it feels like Emily's been there for quite a while. And I mean, I guess they have a list so they know that these they're still viable. But she was like losing her tooth and stuff. Like, I can't imagine working out on the colonies and like slowly dying is doing well for your, you know, baby making uh, abilities. Yeah. Yeah. And beyond that, I mean, Janine did endanger a baby. Granted, with, you know, she's the type of person you can probably persuade to do god's will or whatever but emily like killed some guardians yeah and uh i mean i i know desperate times and all that but we know also that you got econo wives uh just giving babies left and right it seems like so uh, you can go and grab some of these you know accuse them of uh committing treason and aiding these terrorists and whatever yeah i guess all hands on deck handmaids wise <laughs> yeah all handmaids on deck i mean i welcome it because you know we're getting these characters back and it's kind of their nice way of doing that like maybe not a nice way it's like a little sloppy uh yep. way of kind of wow. getting them back into the the thick of things but eh, i mean it just when you think about it a little bit yeah even going your angle of just what they did to be pushed to the colonies but then i don't buy that emily is still uh fruitful if you will yeah i mean we still don't really know what they're doing at the colonies there's digging this stuff but we see that hey sooner or later you die if you start losing teeth it does seem like you know radiation it like i feel like <laughs> making you sterile is like the first thing it's <laughs> yeah. like the first thing before you start losing teeth but yeah. uh what do i know i'm no radiation scientist yeah exactly but i mean hey rory gilmore's back i'll allow it yeah. Uh, and Janine's a nice uh, uh, X factor to throw in the mix. So we'll see where right, we go. Exactly, exactly. I think that's what they said when they signed the paperwork. <laughs> um, so in this previous, in this scene w- with Waterford in the hospital room, when we find out that the previous, you know, security guy died, the two commanders that come in are Cushing, who's the guy who becomes, you know, the creepy head of security in this episode, and I think the other one is the one who lost the hand, right? Uh, think so oh yeah yeah well because the previous on previously on did kind of go over that so it must have been yes it is because he's got his hand in his uh you know he just doesn't have his hand on and um like you said it shows us that the hierarchy is sort of shaken about because that guy people were sort of shitting on him like why don't you come over here with your hand (laughs) and all these great goofs they had uh, giving me a hand. Oh, you can't. Mm. All these hilarious jokes. But he's now in there saying stuff like he's he's up there because he's alive. And the other guy who apparently seems like a sort of weaselly character is head of security now. And at the end of the episode, Waterford, I mean, Serena, signs a thing that, you know, arrests him, um, which means Waterford is clearly above both of these guys. Absolutely. Um, yep. So, which does sort of lead me to believe that we're concentrating power in Waterford, meaning that if we can cut off the head of the snake, we can kill Gilead or a large part of it. Um, but yeah, that's I'm we're just skipping, skipping yeah, on, kind of jumping around, yeah. Because um, then, yeah, amidst all that, we do uh, catch up with Moira and um, June's husband in Canada, and we, you know, the, we see them getting the news of the attack. And potential, like they hear about the the deaths of the potential handmaids. But June's husband, he has faith. He thinks June's still alive out there. But we start to get uh, what feels like kind of like a retcon of Moira's character. I guess you could just argue it's just developing her character, but it's just adding these things that seemingly of nowhere. That she did have a baby. She served as a surrogate. 
Um, and I mean, it is a nice parallel to like, you know, doing this by choice and now this weird forced handmade version of it and how even like by choice you still, you know, deal with some of the tolls of carrying this child. And to you at the, you know, nine months ago, you're like, oh, hey, a quarter of a million dollars. This is great. I don't need them eggs. And then all of a sudden you have a child and you've gone through this ordeal and you have to give them up. But she finds love on the other side, and then in present day, um, her fiancé is, of course, dead. And, I mean, yeah. I imagine it's just days of flipping through pictures of dead people uh, to get to the treat at the bottom of the box. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we've seen Odette, uh, the fiancé, in season one. Oh, I, I didn't remember I... that at all, honestly. I think so, because I just remember her. I, I'm sorry, it's a bit hazy, but I, I think we've seen her, and this is where we see how they met and everything connecting it to the end of their relationship as we as you said grimly see just uh, her dead body there and i did feel like hey maybe she's alive but also of course not because how do you end a scene or a whole episode of just flipping through because you can't find confirmation that she's alive in here yes like it doesn't make it the only possible way to end that like you can't be like she just wasn't in there it, it's got she's got to be in there and she's dead and you know, it's it's no good. It's it's it's, it's just no good, Jim. Yeah, yeah. I, it just it. And I mean, it feels very separate. And uh, I mean, obviously, it is separate. But it just feels like I don't know. Maybe I, I guess I'm wrong. If they did kind of touch on it a little bit in season one, it just felt like they were trying to bring more to this character that was never there, um, just to kind of tie it all in more. But again, I could be wrong. Uh, you know, I, I think that might be enhanced by the fact that even though, of course, a uh, a character in the past having this surrogate experience, even though it relates to being a handmaid, it doesn't really relate to the rest of this episode, making it feel like a bit um, not out of place. But like I was thinking at the start, like, OK, we're with the we're in Gilead, then we're at the colony. And I was thinking, like, we've seen a lot of the colony lately and a lot of Gilead. I wonder what's going on in Canada. And it's like they were like, well, we got to have something in Canada to so you don't forget about these characters and her being a surrogate. Uh, I don't think it's, you know, against her character, but it also felt a bit like you said, like, let's do a thing because yeah. it relates. Like, let's not do a thing about the time she went backpacking through Europe. Let's do a thing about when she was a surrogate, which, of course, makes sense. But it also doesn't like it, it doesn't have that sweet synergy that we get from having the names at the start of the episode and the end of the episode, having them change over the episode. The The side story doesn't really tie into that as far as I can tell. Yeah. The the one thing I will say that that is effective, and I guess maybe it's because it kind of came uh, in between and somewhat tied in with the name stuff is when she's in little America uh, and you're kind of seeing all the, like the, I mean, I guess it, it would more tie together to what June was doing earlier in the season when she was building her own like memorial spots when she was yeah. staying at the Boston Globe and stuff like that. Um, because, yeah, you're just seeing all these like the people, the pictures and the people that uh, have been lost. And basically, I guess it ties in because she does. Cl- it's, she's an unknown victim that Moira is able to claim and give a name to, it just doesn't quite hit and tie together as much uh, throughout the episode because it's hard to really 
stay on that level of Gilead where everything's always to the extreme, uh, especially post-terrorist attack and with people getting shot in the streets. Uh, so yeah. it's really hard to keep that going. Yeah, and I think it's, you know, because the show usually does a very good job with that sort of thing. I don't think it's bad in this, yeah. but it is like we're just used to there being even more going on. Um, so so back in Gilead, um, June is confronted by Commander Cushing, who's just hanging out there. Like, it's never promising when June's just trying to go to bed, and they're like, there's someone here to see you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. This will be a fun scene. <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess it's not too bad, but uh, he does sort of say like oh you can trust me why would you not trust me <laughs> so now i mean his his injuries are from the bomb is what right or or is yeah. that okay i was just making sure i mean I, I assumed that what it was i i didn't know if he was just a weird mongoloid uh okay <laughs> that rose through the ranks but right. yeah <laughs> okay uh so but he is um he's sort of pressuring her to tell who it was that helped her escape because quite reasonably they might be connected to this whole bombing thing but he's sort of like was it commander waterford huh was it the commander the waterford commander because he outrank like waterford outranks him but this is like his big shot to get even higher guess who gets promoted even more if he you know shows another snake within the garden of eden yeah and i mean we haven't have we seen this character before I can't say with perfect certainty. I feel because, like it, but probably not centrally. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we have, but yeah, again, nothing to really register and nothing to really uh, affect, you know, storyline. And, and and I think that's kind of like to the detriment of this angle here because he gets kind of wrapped up by the end of the episode. He gets introduced kind of as this potential threat and completely wrapped up, uh, which is fine. I mean, if they don't want to focus on that, but it feels like it maybe would have had a little bit more oomph or a little bit more suspense if you know we'd seen maybe a little bit more of him sniping and looking to move up the ranks or keeping an eye on Waterford or you know when when June comes back and they do introduce us to the story that they're saying that she was kidnapped if we saw a little bit of people doubting that uh in the ranks but again I mean this show's not about the commander so I get why we don't but it really deflates what's going on here. I mean, it, it's amped up because people are getting shoot in the shot in the streets, but it never really gets a chance to feel real to me. Well, the reason I, it, I didn't feel like I needed that because I think they did a good job of showing that Gilead's kind of empty right now. So mm -hmm. like when the cat's away, the mice will play or something. He's a little mouse. He's up on the table shooting people in the face. Um, and, uh, I mean, I, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, like, I, I wouldn't have cared earlier. Maybe he was sniping earlier. I don't even know. Yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I throw these criticisms out, but it's not like, there's nothing earlier in the show that I would take out for it. So I, uh, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm also f completely forgiving it. I'm just saying in this instance, I mean, maybe if they let it go a little, maybe into the next episode, it would have felt more like a threat, but uh, I just didn't amount to as much but it's not really the point so it's fine yeah because by the I end mean, you I... realize the point is like do you, like Ser this serena thing this serena and june thing is becoming more and more real and i don't know do you think they'll get to the point where serena could be like a um what's her face what's the queen from game of thrones that now people love which i still hate cersei cersei because don't people people like root for cersei now i hate cersei 
but it uh, feels like uh, they're playing with this Serena stuff where maybe people might be on Serena's side in a way. Well, yeah, I guess because they do uh, they do put a lot of time into showing that, you know, yeah, she was instrumental with this, but in, in bringing this about, but now she's all pushed down, poor Serena, and all that stuff. And it parallels when she, I mean, like you said, the point of this episode, it's to bring out their alliance more and to also let uh, Serena do what her husband did when she was shot. She's now the one taking charge and doing stuff. Uh, d are people rooting for her? I don't know. I think she is one of these uh, love-to-hate characters because she's got this uh, these dimensions to her. But, of course, no one would root for her over Oh, June, yeah. Right? No, I mean, I'm not saying we're there yet, but I'm saying do you think we could get to that point? I don't even root for Cersei, so I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, I've seen. I, I I've just seen people, like, online and stuff because I'm not a... I'm a I never root for any of the Lannisters, though. I don't like Jamie Lannister either. If we could take a quick off-road to... Uh... Oh, yeah, Tyrion, of course. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Uh, but yes, uh, no, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I mean, they're definitely... They're doing that, but I think they're not, like, heavy-handed about it. I mean, everything she does makes sense. And she they do a good job of, like, teasing her being friendly, like, last episode, and then, like reverting all the way back for almost nothing and you're reminded like god damn it but then we're here again yeah uh it's like fucking christopher Moltisani over here to tie it in <laughs> with our other podcast cut to black where he's always going to be a screenwriter and then he yeah. isn't uh serena's always going to be a terrible person oh, yeah. and then she goes back to it and i'm not saying it's a bad thing either i i, I don't think it's bad i i do think it's interesting what they're doing um i guess i'm relating it more back to i think one of the comments i made in like episode one or two of this season when we we're discussing it where i was saying i wanted to see her like dragged by a car through the streets uh -huh. and sure. i i guess i still kind of want to see that but then i'm also rooting for her and june to be like best friends <laughs> <laughs> well you you're saying you would read the high school au alternative universe <laughs> fan fiction where serena is the popular girl and she's always pushing june down but then they cl slowly become closer and closer until they inevitably end up in a romantic yeah. relationship <laughs> well i wrote, wrote that already so <laughs> oh i can't wait to read it uh yeah. well and also i mean there's a, a kind of an interesting connection or sort of connection when we see um emily and janine kind of uh not just them but like other women being taken from the colonies and loaded up in the van yeah. Uh, I mean, I think it's very deliberate that the guards that are like zapping them with cattle prods or whatever, it's, it, it sounds like they're all female. So it's like another version of like, you know, other females basically, uh, holding other women down, like not, you know, it's not solidarity, which is of course, in contrast to what we're seeing building up with the handmaids, uh, especially later in this episode when they're kind of have this small bond when they're telling each other their name. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, it's a similar thing with Serena because every now and then she'll have these moments of clarity, at least uh, you see on her face maybe, where she kind of understands, what am I doing? This is another woman, June, here that we're treating like a piece of meat and using her and we're going to take her baby. But then, of course, like Serena, the actual Serena comes out and she's making her pick up chopsticks or whatever the fuck off the floor. Uh, yes. So it's just that back and forth. Yeah, and in this episode, I mean, she does. Uh, th there's a moment where uh, June points out that com the commander isn't here, and uh, she, she calls her Serena instead of, you know, Mrs. Waterford. And that felt like last episode, that would have been like, oh, yeah, I just dropped another chopstick. Actually, yeah. I dropped 500 of them. Yeah. Ah, I'm going crazy. But instead, yeah. that's like the start of like, 
oh yeah, you're an editor. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, we need to do something about this. Um, real quick, Natasha in the chat mentioned that this character, uh, Commander Cushing, has been in a few scenes earlier in the season, but nothing okay. significant. So basically, like we were saying. Cool. And um, yeah, I mean, that's a good call out. That was a great scene where they kind of are on the same level, and it, but like, Serena has no choice but to recognize that, that they're going to need each other uh, if... You know, because, yeah, her response is uh, the commander would never let that happen. Uh, and, yeah, the commander's not here. It's just us. Yes. And, and you're going to be I, hanging I, I from just, a tree. So you're going to do something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to mention in this earlier scene with Commander Cushing, he does all the threatening thing and things and then leaves. And uh, June sees through the window that a Martha gets shot. And, I mean... She re- I, I, I wasn't sure if it was our Martha. I wasn't sure if it was the Martha from the house, right? Yeah. Because they, they show her reaction is so big, and they show it in such a wide shot. And, like, yeah, it's shocking, but we've literally seen so many dead hanging people at the start of the episode that it seems like that was kind of already happening. But they're showing, like, oh, no, they weren't getting shot in the street. They were just getting hung like good citizens. Um, so this is supposed to be... A turning point but it they made such a big deal out of it it felt like well it has to be there martha but it isn't right no i don't think it is but yeah i thought no. the same thing especially the way she was reacting and then when she says it like she kind of recounts the tale as well i i almost thought that's what she was talking about there martha but i mean i guess it does make sense if someone's just getting shot in the street you'd react yeah. but you're right we've seen so much imagery and people hanging by bridges and uh hanging outside of the front yard so it is tough to be like oh okay if you're reacting that well like jesus maybe take a look up and down the the block (laughs) yeah yes um so we already mentioned the the scene with serena and uh, and june where where june does tell her that cushing is kind of trying to figure out who helped with the escape and everything and the thing that June points out is that they executed Commander Deeds and his whole household. Uh, so showing even more that we're kind of in the same boat here. Yes. And at the very least, even if somehow Serena doesn't get uh, executed, there's no way you'd be able to raise this baby. Like, because yeah. she points out, like, he's not going to let you let the baby in the household if somehow you squeak by. So there really is no choice. We need to have a plan here. Um, and then, yeah, Serena turns to Nick to kind of get the process of what, you know, what goes into what as far as paperwork, what gets signed, and things are set in motion. Yeah, you know, now that we're talking about it, I see even more of your point of view because, like, the next scene with Commander Cushing is him pulling up to the house and it's all ominous, but then he just gets arrested and yeah. it's fine. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, uh, because Serena fixed it. She did it already. So it doesn't really build up, like, I guess I guess if it was there, Martha, it would have. I, not that I want that character to die, but if they were really looking to up the ante in a one scene, maybe it should have been there, Martha, because we only get some you know sideways scenes. We get um, we get uh, Nick and June uh, macking on each other in the hospital corridor and some stuff like that. But as far as building the actual tension of what's going to happen, like we're spending time with Moira and her her surrogate story instead of really building a, a, a tangible tension of what's going to happen when that car actually pulls up. Uh, Cause they're marching up to the house, but I don't know, like, are they going to arrest Serena now? Like what's happening? Yeah, no, I agree because 
I mean, I, or is he just back to ask questions to June again? But this time, like, ah, I won't take lies for an answer. Um, yeah. I mean, I get, it's still, I guess, either way, it works out. It's just I, I wish there's just a little bit more behind it, and he wasn't like he's like the Darth Maul, I guess, of uh, of Handmaid's Tale. He's a cool yes. looking badass, ready to cause trouble, and he gets you know taken out immediately. Uh, yes. So there you go. Bye bye Cushing. That was all my notes. Just said bye bye Cushing. See you later. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so we get the return of the handmaids. Um, <laughs> when they, Episode when they, two. Speaking of return yeah, exactly. of the handmaids. Uh, as as, as Janine just j- jumps on June like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> uh, great way to sort of break the, the, the boring, stiff environment that's there. Because even if you are friends, you wouldn't do that. But Janine is a bit, you know. She's a bit special. Well, so and especially, of she does that. yeah, when everything's such on edge right now, uh, yeah, with uh, you know, people being hung and attacked because of a terrorist attack, and yeah, it just jumps up, oh hey, and yes, yeah, so she's back, uh, and then Alfred sees or June sees that Emily's also back, and we get the great moment where she tells her her name. Um, and then she tells, uh, I, f- I forget the, what Brianna is her actual name. I forget her, uh, handmaid name. Good. Uh, yeah, good. Exactly. And it, you know, chain reaction where people are taking that leap of faith because the whole thing, I mean, which was laid out from the pilot is the reason why they pair you with these people is basically you're all supposed to be spying on each other and you can't trust yeah. them. And people are taking this leap of, leap of faith and trusting each other. And it's just a, it's a small, beautiful moment where they're all coming together. And um, it's I think it's very deliberate because they're all whispering. I mean, as they should, uh, because, you know, you're going to get you could get murdered for doing yeah. stuff like this. But during the uh, I mean, I guess it's still ongoing, but like the Me Too movement that's going on, there's a lot of talk about the Whisper Network. And that's how kind of women looked out for each other, I guess, specifically in Hollywood or other businesses where you deal with this, where they would kind of talk like, I'll oh, watch out for this guy. Uh, I feel like it just reminded me of that or it was like kind of a weird nod to that. Uh, but then, of course, you got stupid Eden, like side-eyeing people. And I'm like, oh, I fucking hate you. Uh, you better not say anything. You keep your mouth shut. But doesn't she say her name too? Well, no, Eden is the uh, Nick's wife. Oh, yeah, who comes in like, what about beautiful bounty? I'm making lemon chicken tonight or whatever the fuck. And June's just like, oh, cool. So you're just doing your life thing. Uh, We just buried half the handmaids, and the other ones are coming back with radiation poisoning. Uh, Great to hear about your chicken. Yeah, Um, because she's kind of there as this moment's happening, and they they cut to her real quick because she's like looking around, and all I'm thinking is you better not say a word. Well, now that you mention it, it's, of course, very deliberate that she was there. I didn't even think of it. But, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course she's going to rat them all out. Ugh. Next dumb wife. Ugh. Child bride. Okay. Uh, but, uh, yeah, right. I mean, season one, we thought that, like, it was a huge deal that someone told someone their name. Um, like, we didn't even know June's name at first. Uh and because you you were sort of indoctrinated into these roles and it is the smallest and yet the most significant sort of rebellion there is because it eradicates this feeling of oh we're supposed to be spying on each other because no one is like the fear you're living with is someone else is going to one of these other ones is going to turn on me we can't build any trust but it's like oh that's gone now actually we were all thinking that it wasn't just a couple of us who started making a connection duh no one wants to be a handmaid yes yeah absolutely 
Uh, and yeah, like I said, I'm just like fucking crying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's such a great moment. Of course, it ties in to uh, up in uh, merry old Canada where uh, we do get the names of the victims uh, in a nice parallel to the start of the episode, but we're getting their real names um, of the handmaids that, you know, died in the attack and, we get I, it's Lily, I believe, is yep. uh, was off Glenn's name. Lily Fuller, mm. that's right. And Moira goes and puts her photograph there with the, with the other people and blah blah blah. I mean that storyline we sort of breeze through it, but I I, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean because the the Canada stuff like it's nice echo, but the big moment is the handmaids in the in the market doing it. Like that's the. The big one. And then, of course, they got a nice parallel with the pen, much like the bomb, much like the bomb button that was hit in the end of the last episode. But this bomb is the pen, which is mightier than the bomb. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, And it was pretty clear, I guess, what Serena was going to ask for. But I I did not know for sure if uh, she was going to say yes or not, uh, June. Yeah. Were Were you thinking that? Yeah, yeah, because I, I would, uh, I mean, obviously I wouldn't blame June who's still, when she did give Serena a little trust and tried to ask just to see her daughter, uh, that backfired and that wasn't that long ago. So you have to always think that uh, there's going to be some sort of other, you know, uh, other shoe that's going to drop when you're dealing with Serena. But I mean, I guess it does play into what June was telling her, where like they, she was basically telling her in so many words, we only have each other and we need to figure something out here. So that's what she figured out. Yes. And um, June, her face in this episode, or in, oh, sorry, in this scene, is uh, really uh, great at showing the absurdity of it because. Like, all this time, you've had your rights and everything you are taken away from you by these people who keep telling you it's for your own good, and you have to obey these rules, and they are everything, and they are from the Bible, and you don't believe in these things, you are forced into this role, and then she comes sneakily like, hey, I want I want this now, mm. so I want you to do this, even though your whole justification for putting me in this horrible position is that other stuff like it's it all ties together but now i'm asking you to become who you were before in order to help advance me the person who put you in this terrible position yes yeah and you kind of have no choice yeah (laughs) i mean i guess you do uh because like you have a baby and that's like the one thing keeping you around but for the most part you have no choice yeah, like Natasha says, or Serena saying, we have to get things back to normal. Oh, yeah. And June's like, uh-huh, normal, you say? Um, and Natasha also mentioned that uh, Cushing is gone, but probably not out completely. Maybe Waterfall will bring him back because he will come back. I'm sure of that. And Eden will definitely be more of a problem. That I mean, Eden for sure. I mean, if they brought Cushing back, I'd have to roll my eyes at that because with, I mean... I mean, I he's guess already it, been, he, he's already been defanged, kind of. Well, I mean, unless these security protocols are, I guess they are changing things from the, the like war scenes in the streets, but it just felt like, I mean, I guess those were Cushing's orders where people were getting killed and stuff. I, I would assume as soon as they picked him up, then he's hanging from a bridge like within a day or two, but maybe these protocols are different, so that wouldn't be the case. Like, I guess that's the way to get out of that. 
I mean, there was a council of commanders that sort of ordered this hand to be removed of the other surviving commander. But the thing is, there is no council anymore because they all got blown up. So yeah. you're just going to get hanged, I think, like yeah. you said. Um, and yes, as you said, we end with the pen click. And the moment I saw that close-up of that pen, I just knew they're going <laughs> to cut on the click. But they do start playing some music first, so I thought it was going to be like, click, cut to black. But uh, nope. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, it's telegraphed, but because it works so well. Yeah, it, and it, I mean, I dumb Jacob Burroughs didn't even think of it. They designed the trigger of the bomb like a pen. Yes. So, well done. I didn't even <laughs> think of it, but you're so right. That's such a good choice. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I the thing is, like, uh, t- to speak on this show, like, I mean, I always liked the show, so I don't want this to come off like I thought the show was bad, but... I feel like uh, it's really pulling me in way more where I'm more looking forward to it, even if it might be this like bleak whatever. It's such a quality show as far as the direction, the look, the acting, and just they're, they're, they got me on the edge of my seat with some of these small victories that it's really working for me. They got such heavy moments that looking back on season one, it's not super easy to remember the good times. Like, we're going to remember the heavy times. That's why it felt so great when she was escaping at the start of the season. And when she was caught, it felt like, okay, we're just rewinding back. It's just going to be more misery. But you're right. I, I, there was a few episodes ago, I was not looking forward to the next episode. But uh, for this episode, after the explosion, of course I was looking forward to it. But even more than after the explosion, after the pen click, I'm looking forward even more to the next episode and uh these episodes go by fast as well when you're watching them uh which doesn't always happen in such a heavy show absolutely yeah so uh i'm on board uh and what i think i should have already known this how many episodes is this season we have i i it's it not like, on the wikipedia yeah they have a... they don't have that so i don't remember uh don't know jim it's 10 or 13 i mean last season was last season was 10 yeah. But it, I think they might have a couple extra this year. I guess we'll see. I mean, either way, we're halfway through at the very least. Uh, yes. But yeah, I think they're going for like 12 or something like that. So, Which is, I'll say, it feels like, it feels like we've done covered a lot of ground in these episodes, uh, given we did kind of backtrack and get her back where she was. But I, looking back, I don't feel that that time was wasted it anyway especially we 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 got her almost getting away we got her sinking down this hole of becoming uh offred and then climbing out of it all in just a couple of episodes very dramatic but also very dynamic because we get the full range and the full scope of uh emotion and 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 just the motion of the character well and i mean as we see in this episode that storyline has served a purpose to make the Waterfords like more complicit with June as far as some of the rule breaking where they kind of have to be on each other's side, like yeah. in cases like this, where if the truth gets out, um, so it does kind of, I mean, besides of course her just being pregnant, it throws in a dynamic, but, uh, the fact that they kind of have to help each other through some of these things, uh, adds a little bit more to it as well. 
absolutely. So if you want to include your opinions, uh, maybe after you watch the next episode, you can send an email to showswhatyouknowshow at gmail.com and we will include it in our discussion. We would also very much appreciate if you went ahead and left a little review on iTunes uh, if you're getting the show that way, or even if you're not, uh, just give us a quick little five-star rating maybe and tell us what you like about our show and what we should do more of. Absolutely. I completely agree with that. Co-sign it. Uh, I got some new security protocols that are going to put that in motion. I just need an editor. Great. Well, you know, uh, you might you might need an editor, but you may need to wait um, until next week. You know why? Why? Because the presses are stopped!